Welcome to When the Bell Tolls a Big Cuss. Tonight we'll be covering our tag team Mount Rushmore section of our series. So our Mount Rushmore series so far we've covered the men and the women's. If you want to go back, please listen to those. They're great podcasts. So tonight we're covering our tag team and there is a jam-packed podcast full of discussion waiting you on the other side of this. One. Welcome to a new episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Tonight I'm joined by two other beasts of wrestling, Little Cuz and Yawn Man. Say hello, gentlemen. What's up? Howdy. So tonight we're adding our third edition of the Mount Rushmore series. I tasked the guys to talk, to come up with their tag team Mount Rushmore. And I put a little caveat out there to start with. If You can't include like DX or NWO, but you can include the Outsiders and New Edge Outlaws. Stuff like that. Because together, DX is different than the New Age Outlaws. But And same thing with the Outsiders. Outsiders were a tag team before NWO. Really? I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, they, they were, but they weren't. So, one of those things. So, we're going to go just one. We'll go, each one of us will say one at a time and go around that way instead of revealing all four at once. So that works. and I do have some honorable mentions. I don't know if you all do or not, but I threw some on there. So Joe, we're gonna start with you. Give me your first one on your Mount Rushmore. Oh shoot, where's my notes? There they are. Uh, my first one was a shared face. Okay. With Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. Okay. Edge and Christian, because yeah, well they paired with Gangrel. Really good, and even on their own, they were still really, really good. Without well, without the Dudleys or without the Hardys, they wouldn't have been anywhere near where they were. Correct. Without without the Dudleys and Hardys, there would have been the the, the Edge and Christian would have just been sitting there in those TLC matches. Which, by the way, they did win both of those big ones. Yes, they did, and they were involved in the first three. Yeah, and and the Dudleys on the sheer fact that before the New Day, the Dudleys had the most tag title. I think they had the most tag title championship. Dudleys still have the most tag title. Yeah, they have twenty three. I think. Well, in WWE, they have ten. The New Day has not broke yeah. that record yet. I'm just going with yeah. Yeah, I have. Total. Yeah, total they have twenty five. The Dudleys do. Yeah, but Edge and Christian as members of the Brood are incredibly underrated. Yes, they were terrified. They fit perfectly there. Yes, they that was the perfect way to bring them in because the brood eventually became like a satellite campus of the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. So when just look at that ministry of guys that were brought in, you had the Alkalites, you had Edge and Christian, Gangrel, Viscera, and then you had terrible guys like Midian. Yeah. So not every hit's a home yeah. run. <laughs> But, no, some of them you walk. But, yeah, I, I love Edge and Christian and the Dudleys and Hardys. To me, they're interlocked because without those three, the TLC match never gets off the ground. No. All right, Brian, who is your number one? Number – I'm going to start with number uh, number four. All right. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go with the Hart Foundation, the original Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil, not Hart. Um, they were the – at the end of Demolition's run – they were the team to take over the tag team division uh, because Ats could no longer wrestle, which made Smash part of Demolition. 
and um, they were just majorly over, and they were just the team to watch back then. Correct, because you have two two different styles of wrestling. You know, Anvil Brawler and Bret Hart being technician, and um, Jimmy Hart when they were a heel, Jimmy Hart was the manager. Then of course, Jimmy Hart turns on them and they turn face. Yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, I didn't. They were the like the start of my wrestling was. They were the tail end of their career, but they were absolutely phenomenal, perfect. And like you said, there's a brawler and a technician that works and the perfectly. Finish together. a move. The heart attack was amazing. Oh yes, and I just thought. I mean, even when they brought him in, when they inducted Jim the Anvil this past year at WrestleMania, they mentioned the Heart Foundation, and Natty wore his jacket to the ring at WrestleMania. I thought that was mm-hmm. a great honor, and it was well past due. Because back then in the 80s, you had um, the Hart Foundation, you had the Rockers, you had the Militia, they're all going back and forth. Correct. Yeah. So my number one, my, I'll start with number four. I went with the New Age Outlaws. Because, and I didn't realize this at the time, when I was doing my research, they were the third in merchandise sales in the Attitude Era behind Stone Cold and The Rock. That absolutely shocked me. Not DX as a group. The New Age Outlaws were third. Yeah, they I would are, think so. They were majorly over. They were um, the spokesmen of DX, per se. Correct. They were six-time champions, which I thought they held it more. But in the, even when they left to go to TNA, they were terrible. Ah. The, voodoo, the voodoo Ken magic over there, you know, to mock Vince McMahon. But they were terrible. But I included a little caveat in their thing is – Everyone can still recite Road Dog's spoke, his catchphrase. And every mm-hmm. time you hear that entrance, the oh, you didn't know, everyone knows who it is. Everyone. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love DX's entrance, but that entrance to me is more important than DX's. And when they get in that ring, you will see guys my age and older and maybe a little younger will repeat with Road Dog word for word his promo. So they I mean they they got their first official start by throwing two legends off the stage. Do you does anybody know who those two legends were? I can't think of it. They were in a dumpster hmm. when they pushed them off. It was Cactus or it was Mick Foley and Terry Funk as Chainsaw Charlie. They were having that little match, and New Age Outlaws strapped him in that dumpster and pushed him off the stage to signify out with the old and with the new. So I think both of the the New Age Outlaws revitalized both of their careers because they were a terrible gimmicks at that point. Hmm. All right, Joe. Mm-hmm. So who is your next one? My next one is the New Day. Okay. Good. Nine times out of ten, you're at an event that. 10 times out of 10 at SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. And you hear their entrance and everybody pops, no matter what the situation is. It, even it, on their own, at full strength, at two people, it, you don't know who you're getting. You could get Kofi and Xavier and have a really fast high flying te- team. You could have Big E and Xavier. You could have a high flying bruiser team. It, you have so many options to fit with. They're what? Seven, eight-time tag champs now. Uh, let's. I did not look, but I think they're they're close to the Dudleys, but they're not. I think they're eight, maybe. 
Let's see. I'm not quite sure. But I could agree with you. And the funny thing is, when you said that about SmackDown, in my room is the cup that I bought when we went to watch the last live event. And directly looking mm-hmm. at me in the face ah. is Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Biggie Langston. Sweet. Collectively, between Raw and SmackDown tag champs, they are seven-time tag yeah. champs. And I, for one, thought that – I personally still think that they're, they're – their gimmick has gone too long. I think yeah. people are expecting them to break down like the Shield did, but, but I they don't know. Sell and they sell they, the little kids, and that's it's the John Vince Cena effect. Like, yeah, do you turn them heel? Do you, it's a it's an it's a tough thing in the industry. Do you turn the biggest tag team right now, merchandise wise, heel? It would not work. Yeah, because it. Plus, everybody loves it when they throw pancakes in in the opponents' faces. Well, they they're they're well over. They get they get huge pops from the crowd. They, I'm waiting to see what they're gonna do next because normally it's they've done ice cream and cereal and pancakes. And I don't know what's next. Well, right now they've got to wait for Xavier to come back because he's still hurt. Yeah, and he's not gonna be back for a couple more months or now. So. Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's funny. And I've always thought this, that when they first formed there and Xavier Woods talked about, we can't keep dancing and singing to get fans attention. We have to be strong as a team. And what do they do to get over? And they sing and they dance. You're correct. They were heels and you're right. Not a single soul cheered them. All right. Go ahead. Joe. <laughs> And then you get that dumb entrance at WrestleMania a few years ago where they were dressed up like Dragon Ball Z characters and fell out of a box of booty uh, Yeah. Well, fell out of a box. The box tipped over and they popped out from behind it. Yeah, that was – they do some weird entrances. <laughs> True. All right, Brian, so who <laughs> sure. is next on your list? Okay, mine's more of the way Bat Machine than yours, obviously. Yep. Um, obviously, obviously. Uh, mine is a tie. I have two teams that are interchangeable back in the wrestling back in the day, the Steiner brothers and Harlem heat. Okay. Uh, Harlem heat, 10 time WCW world heavyweight champions, uh, tag team champions, I should say. And Steiner brothers, 11 time WCW, um, tag team champions. They constantly change back and forth. Um, of course, Booker T went on to for a pretty good um, single career afterwards, and Scott Steiner, you know, pretty good single career after um, Steiner Brothers. But arguably, back in the '80s, no te- no two tag teams were the most over. Of course, Harlem Heat usually being the heels, and Steiner's usually being the faces. You're correct, and the Steiners were a great group before they went to WCW. Yeah. They're, they they're, they're technicians in the ring like no other two have ever been. And when, oh, yeah. when uh, Scott turned on Rick, that was a huge that moment for Scott, yeah. but a terrible moment for Rick because he never recovered. No, he never got back being yeah, no, just and there. Had, who knows where they would have been had they stayed a tag team? We would have never got Big Papa Pump. We never got that stupid chainmail stuff that he wore at WrestleMania. <laughs> True. And we would have never got him owning some Shonies. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's going well for him. 
I mean, so so what you're saying is, had he not attacked him, we would have gotten a bunch better. Yeah, stuff, pretty right? much. Yeah, but but we never know. <laughs> they tend to like to split up tag teams, no matter who they are. True, but the Steiners were together for a long, long time, as long as Harlem Heat. Correct, and Harlem and- Heat came to their um, own when Sherry managed them in WCW. Correct. And their, um, their first manager was Teddy Long, right? No, I think well, it was Colonel there. Parker. Oh, Teddy Long was their manager later on in their Yeah, run, but yeah, I think okay. Colonel Parker was a manager too. I mean, WCW went through some managers, I'm just saying. Well, they, they yeah. weren't the only company. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I Harlem Heat can I they're still rumored to have a match. Mm, I don't know if CB well, CB Ray may go, but he's so much older than Booker. But we know if they have the match with the Revival, they're who's going to win because the Revival on their way out. True. So, but Booker would have to carry the match. There's no doubt. Duh. But, I mean, I completely agree. Harlem Heat was massive. So were the Steiner brothers. These are two of the top teams ever, and they're vastly underrated as tag teams. Because people don't remember that era as well as now. Correct. Back then, though, tag teams weren't – tag teams back then are sort of like tag teams now. They're an afterthought. For the most part. I mean, you had solid teams, but, you know, they were just – a lot of times they're just thrown together. Yeah. Like Mean Mark and um, Sid Vicious or, you know, yeah, or, uh, Mean Mark became or, The Undertaker. Yeah. Or Dan Spivey and Sid – yeah, what a terrible yeah. – I mean, Scott poor – Scott is interchangeable. Poor Dan Spivey. I remember when <laughs> when when Sid Vicious got hurt, and they're like, "This is Spivey Chance." As long as they don't put him with the most polarizing figure in history, and it's Mean Mark. <laughs> that That's poor funny. guy had two huge stars right next to him, and he couldn't do junk with it. That is true. So my number three team is Edge and Christian. Now I'll give this: my top three teams are linked all together, and by now you can figure out who they are. But I put Edge and Christian, and I was totally unaware that in 2012, they were named the greatest tag team in WWE history. Yeah, I was. I did not know that. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, I can completely see it. But at the same time, in 2012, it was past their run in the business. But they, were, they ended up being seven-time champs in WWE. Hmm. They won both the first TLC matches. It elevated mm-hmm. Edge's career. I mean, I mean, look at what he is now. True, but and yeah. look, it, it took Christian leaving to become Christian Cage to come back to get to where he is, to where he ended up being. Christian on his own was not very popular. True, and he had to leave and then come back. But this group, I mean. I don't know of any other two. I don't know if the Dudleys or Hardys could have classified to win that first, those first two TLCs. Well, I don't know what it would have done. They didn't need it. Edge sure, and Christian needed over. it. Yeah. And like Joseph said, they were underrated in the brood. They were brought in like that. And I want to say Edge's first character, and I'm not sure. It may have been like a dark match of WCW or WWE. He was Weston Hardcastle. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a terrible name. <laughs> that sounds like a WCW name, just saying. Yeah, well, look at Terra Rising. Oh, true. <laughs> but the Christmas creature. Yeah, well, that was Jim Cornette. So 
on a whole other ball game. That's a whole other podcast. We could do one on him, and he'd still complain about it. <laughs> so right now we've each got two on the board, two two faces. You all have three each. I have two. So Joe, who is your third person on your third team on your Mount Rushmore? My third team okay. is the Hardys. You, everybody pops it, together or alone. They're still fantastic. They're they were two time TNA tag champs. They won the Raw tag titles a couple times. They won the SmackDown tag titles a couple times. They got match of the year for back to back years with with the Hardys and Edge and Christian for those TLC matches. And those matches were within six months of each other. Hmm. Yes. Let that sink in. It was well. One was at SummerSlam, and the other one was at WrestleMania. So I within nine months of each other. They had two of the greatest matches of all time. Let's see what else did they they both had European championship reigns. They both had hardcore championship reigns. And unfortunately, go ahead. They both they were they were six time WWF slash World Tag Team champions. The they were one time WCW tag yeah, champs. Well, so were a lot of people on this list. <laughs> yeah, but it was only because of the invasion angle that people were WCW champs, like the Hardys. True. But, I mean, look at what the Hardys ended up doing after they broke up. Jeff was a two-time world champion in WWE. Matt ended up doing his singles thing with his version one and Shannon Moore. And then look what they did in TNA. Jeff, once again, they both had two world title reigns. They were both able to reinvent Mm -hmm. themselves. I mean, we got Willow, Brother Nero, Broken Matt Hardy, all of these. They're a tag team that still could change the world now. I remember, and I want to say we watched this moment together, was WrestleMania, I want to say it was 32. When, when 32 it was the one in Florida, one when they had that the ladder match, and the New Day came out, and they're like, it's now a, was a, was a, a fatal four-way ladder match. And they're like, I wonder who the fourth team could be. And they all started walking in the ring, and I think all three of us went, oh, crap. And then that music hit, and we all lost it. I recall. That was awesome. I was a young, I say a young man again. I'm not that old. But I was a teenager again watching that moment. I can still watch that moment and still get goosebumps because it was one of the loudest pops ever. Yeah, but yeah, you, you throw that you, you you take the Hardys out of one of those ladder match out of, out of one of those TLC matches. Who does Edge spear off the t- who, does, who does Edge spear off that that it's briefcase not or title or whatever it is? Devon. Yeah. <laughs> <Who does laughs> no, Devon. One of them can hold themselves up on that wire. But I'll talk more about the Hardys in a minute. I have some other interesting facts on them. So Brian, who's your <clears> third? Well, I got Dudley Boys. Um, okay. They've been big wherever they've been. Uh, they can get awesome crowd reactions, and whenever the and the whole crowd, the whole audience will always say, "Devon, get the get tables. the tables." And I remember oh, what the. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dudleys did it everywhere around the world. Yeah. Unlike some of these oh, yeah. teams on the list, the Dudleys are worldwide. And I remember when they returned against the New Day, when that rocket or whatever went down, we're like, wait a minute, that's the Dudleys. 
That is and true. They, they were still able to perform at a high level. Oh, I mean, they're they're one of these few, and they never wanted to leave ECW. No, they didn't. They told Paul Heyman, "Give me a dollar more," and Paul couldn't guarantee it. But the Dudleys, and Joe, do you remember that the fact there were other Dudley boys in ECW? There was like twelve Dudley boys in ECW. There were so many Dudley boys. I mean, it was you had sign guy Dudley. You had one that wore a bow tie with no shirt. Huh. <laughs> but I mean, but as ECW, they all got bounce checks and could do what they want. So any other any yeah. other thing with the Dudleys, Brian? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. I've got a couple interesting facts about them when I get to them because they're on my list that you can't Sweet. figure out by now. They're on every one of our lists. My third team is the Hardy Boys. For that reason I talked about earlier, when they came back at WrestleMania, the goosebumps, I went back to the Attitude Era. They were the cool team, minus that awful Royal Rumble spot where they fought against each other. And Drew Carey got credit for eliminating them. But I looked up. They were the only tag team in history to hold the three major U.S. promotion tag belts within a month. Because before they came back, they held TNA belts, lost them. They held Ring of Honor belts, lost them to the Young Bucks in a ladder match the night before WrestleMania. And then came back at WrestleMania the next night and won the tag belts, the raw tag belts. Sweet. So within a month, they held the three major U.S. promotions tag belts. I think that is so cool. And they're also the only tag team ever to hold the WWE, WCW, TNA, Ring of Honor, Raw, and SmackDown tag champions. That's awesome. And they are the second most title reigns ever in WWE with nine. And I said, we like Joe talked about, look what it did for their careers when they split up. Now, I mean, oh, yeah. technically, if Jeff hadn't got hurt, he would also be a free agent like his brother. Mm-hmm. But I think Jeff is a better single star than Matt. Matt is a better promoter of his own brand. That is true. Jeff Hardy is always thrown caution to the wind. He was the last guy ever to jump off the old school Titantron. When he swan taunt mm-hmm. Randy Orton. I mean, Jet. Did he swan taunt Orton? I thought it was Orton. I don't know. He swan taunt somebody off that. But, I mean, the fact that they were able to split up and do their own thing and both become world champions and come back, to me, is such a great thing. And, I, like Joe said, without them in that ladder match, there would be no point in it. True. Because Jeff always threw caution to the wind. Matt was always the, I guess, quote unquote brawler of the brothers. But Jeff He was the more he, he was the more technical. Jeff wrestler. always threw caution to the wind. That's why Jeff was in every high spot ever. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. So who is your fourth team? Well, he's already been in one of my he's already on one of my faces, so I guess he just gets his own. So he gets I guess he gets a second face. Uh, I went with uh, Edge and Orton. Okay, rated RKO. Okay. I mean, they both were in low point. Well, Randy was in a low point in his career because I think it was the tail end of Evolution 
well, not tail end of evolution. Evolution had been but, done, yeah. It was the tail end of Legacy. No, Legacy was a couple years down the road. Okay. Because it didn't that that didn't come around until Rhodes and DiBiase got in. Yeah, yeah. But without but those two together did things. They just they ran through DX. They I would say obliterated the Spirit Squad, but everybody did. <laughs> yeah. There was even on their own. You have multi-time world champs between the both of them. You have I don't think. Orton has many singles champs. Uh, is he a Grand uh, Slam champ? I don't know if he's a Grand I, Slam. I don't, I don't know if he's ever won the U. I don't know if he's ever won the I US know he's title. won the Intercontinental. Yeah, but I don't know if he's Grand Slam or not. But I mean, you're correct. Of this list, they probably have the most combined world championships because Orton's in what twelve, thirteen. And or, or, Orge, Edge has five or six. Yeah, Orge. Good old Orge. Orge. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Love me some Orge juice. But, I mean, that's, it sounds like a Vince McMahon 80s character. <laughs> but, I mean, as a tag team, they were, as a tag team, they were, only, uh, they were only a tag champ once. Wow, I thought they were more than that. Nope, they were tag champs once. And, let's see, Edge... Was a four-time WWE champ, seven-time World Heavyweight champ. Edge is a uh, uh, triple crown, or Grand, Slam. Grand Slam. Yep, because he was a five-time Intercontinental, one-time US. He was the tag team with uh, tag team twice with Mysterio. Oh, tag team twice with the WWE tag team champ with Mysterio and Jericho. WWF with Christian. Christian seven times. Yep. Uh, Hogan once, Benoit twice, Orton tw- Orton once, and Jericho Correct. once. But yeah, he's he's and of course he was he won back to back the first ones, right? No, he was the first back to back, correct? In the Money in the Bank. No, Edge only won it once. Edge won the first one. Yeah, that's why he was the oldest. Yes and no. They they put it. They give him the back to back because he beat Kennedy the next night for the for the briefcase. Because Kennedy was suspended for drug for a drug violation. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean technically but yeah, then you, but yeah, you've got Orton who is collectively world champ. I'm counting WWE and World Heavyweight. Thirteen time world champ, one time world tag champ, intercontinental. Oh, he has won the US. So champ. he is a grand slam. He's a one time tag champ with Wyatt and Luke Harper. Yeah. He's the he's won the money in the bank, Royal Rumbles. But I mean, like you said, collectively they, they may have the most championships of anybody on this list, and I don't think it would be very close, minus the honorable mention category. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, just between the world championships alone, they're sitting at twenty-four. Yeah. So, but I agree they were very underrated, but they wreaked absolute havoc. Yeah. All right, Brian, so who is your number one tag team on your Mount Rushmore? Well, this is probably uh, a lot of people's um, number one. Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Or nice. in WWE land, Legion of Doom. And yep. why did they not use the Road Warriors in WWE? Do you know? Uh, they didn't have the tra- – WWE didn't pay for the trademark, Actually, right? no, that is not due to the Ultimate Warrior. Did not have oh. to have two Warriors. 
<laughs> well, one was popular, and the other one was the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Bugs well, Vince has said that several people in the past. So they didn't want to have like names, so one altered. And Correct. They never thought they would get the Road Warriors, but that's why Demolition was created, which is nothing more than a Road Warrior knockoff. Absolutely. Uh, they won titles everywhere they go. They were massive. Um, Doomsday Device, obviously, besides the heart attack, that is the most painful-looking finishing move in tag team. Correct. Uh, just a little yeah. bit. They were just awesome back in the day. They just destroyed everybody. Now, is it Animal that passed or Hawk? I believe, yeah. Hawk. Okay, and I know they, they brought the Road Warriors back. I mm-hmm. say back, but it was just... Different version. Correct. It was with Heidenreich. It didn't yeah. work. <laughs> no. It w- Heidenreich didn't work. It was, like, it, was Le- it was like Legion of the Doom 2000 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was it yeah. was awful, but I completely agree. I yeah. had them on my honorable mention because I personally did not grow up watching them. But they just I outright want- demolished yeah. everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're they're prob- they are rated by a lot of people the greatest tag team in history. But as they're absolutely a great tag team. Yeah, because they wouldn't work. They, went. they would not work well as singles. They just were not no. singles wrestlers. But no. they fed off each other, and the promo skills they had were perfect for the day of wrestling back then. When I'm you trying- hear, "Oh, what a rush!" You knew it was going to happen. I was trying to remember which tag team when both of them first when they both came back when of course both of them were still alive when they came into WWE they were fighting I forget which tag team they were and Bischoff brought them back said you're fighting a tag team you have never fought before and Water Rush hit and I forget which tag team they I fought. do not re- I recall that but I don't remember the tag team either I don't either and it oh, it's, yeah but I remember when that came back and the crowd went berserk. And it was the last time we saw them as that group in the business, NWB. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, my number one, and by now, and like I said, they're on everybody's list, is the Dudley Boys. Because when you think tag team wrestling, you think the Dudley Boys. They True. are 10 time WWE tag team champions, which is the most reigns ever, which unfortunately will probably be broken by the Usos or the New Day. They have 25 tag team title reigns together in their career. That is absolutely insane to me. And they're the only tag team to ever win the original WWE tag belts, Raw tag belts, ECW, WCW, NWA, TNA, and IWGP. Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. that is incredible. When you're the only tag team that can do that, now, I know, and they won Ring of Honor, I believe. I could be wrong, but I would say at some point they probably did. Because I know the Viking Raiders also have won the WWE uh, Ring of Honor and IWGP. So they became the second ones with the Dudleys in that right. But the Dudleys hmm. have won NWA when they first went to TNA, when NWA was the brand. It wasn't TNA yet. But, I mean, the fact that these guys are on every one of our list shows the kind of brand that they put off and they they just go everywhere everywhere they've been they've been over I mean, it's correct and the 3d the dudley death drop is absolutely 
painful. And I honestly believe at some point in our careers, our lives, we've all done that move to somebody. <laughs> True. I know for a fact we've done sure. it to Joseph. <laughs> Many times. Yep. It was yep. it was the coolest thing because it didn't require a whole lot of effort. You just picked someone up and then yeah, flopped I backwards. Mean, Bubba Ray just picked him up and fell and Devon grabbed his neck or vice versa. And I remember when they returned and they put Xavier Woods to the table and Devon did the cross with his hand like every time before they did it. Oh, but like I've said, without these three tag teams, without Dudley's, Hardy's, Edge, and Christian, they don't feed off each other. They would not have worked without being in the no. same era. True. Because the TLC matches would have never been TLC. Because the Dudleys were the, the Dudleys were the two. And the Hardys with the L and Andrew Christian with the C. Huh. It would have never worked without. It would have just been. It would have just been an LC yeah, match. It would have been terrible. <laughs> now, that would have been the two. And I know there's been a lot of push to try to get the Dudleys back to put over another tag team, and I don't know which one it is, but I don't think either one of them are going to wrestle anymore. Devon no. still works with Devon works with the company, and Bully Ray, Bubble Ray, obviously he still does Ring of Honor. And spot things here and there. And he has his but, radio show, too. Yes. And, I mean, I wish Vince would get his head out of his rear end and hire Bully Ray to write for the company. He is. Yes. Uh, he knows the business probably more in and out than Triple H. But would he do it? Because he had said he wouldn't want to do that job. Yeah, he would not want to do it because, I mean, obviously it would take him away. But well, that think, and what well, you're not really – even if you're head rider, you're not really riding because Vince will alter and change stuff. Yeah, I, the business will thrive again when mm-hmm. Vince passes away. But could you imagine how good Raw would be with a Bully Ray, Paul Heyman tag team running the show? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have – I mean, the odds are we'd probably still have Brock Lesnar as a champion because that's Paul Heyman's baby. But yeah. but we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the Monday Night Messiah. We wouldn't have Ricochet being squashed. Without, no. But, uh, but, but – It's like, I don't know who Ricochet pissed he, off. Vince is not a fan of small people. No. All if right, you're a guys. small wrestler, you're not going to succeed. No. So, do any of you all have honorable mentions on your list? No, Dude, so the only one, the only one I had, yeah, the only one I had was the 06 DX. Okay. Like they were there to me. Ha- halfway through their run, they just got really dumb and repetitive. They were only feuding with the spirit yeah, and then squad. they fought Vince and Jericho and, but they fought rated RKO for like a month and a half. A, a t- this was their way to make money. Because they tried to do the same thing they did at the beginning of the Attitude Era, and it didn't work. You're in the PG era when they tried it. It didn't work. I mean, don't me wrong, DX was still cool, but what got them over at that point, Joe? Glow sticks. Ah. Yep. You take two of the greatest superstars of all time and and turn them into a fifteen and turn them into an eighteen year old girl. Glow in a sticks got them back over because they couldn't do the same sexual innuendos they did in the early 90s, in the mid-90s. You couldn't do it. Not the, not no. the slightest. Do you, have, do you have anybody else on your honorable mention? Yeah, I would say um, the Rockers is one of them. Um, Martin Gennetti, Shawn Michaels. Um, yep. They did not need the title, and they 
they did get the title once, but it was in a house show and it didn't count because they lost it the next night. Correct. Um, they were really good at getting the other team over. They were the young crowd's favorite that they would usually, like today's Bray Wyatt, they would lose the pay-per-view. Yeah. And they're part of the biggest segment ever. Yeah, the barbershop when they broke up. That was Yeah. When Janetti head got bust through that window, which was a real window, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a, any... not a shocking development, though, because they were teasing that for a long time. And, and, and the Hardy Boys, for all the rich reasons everybody said, I mean, earlier, I mean, they were just majorly one of the current. I try not to be current because they're still going. Um, yes. But um, when it's all said and done, when both retire, they will be definitely on most people's um, list. Correct. And I think to – I mean, all these lists are absolutely phenomenal. I had four honorable mentions, and the only reason they're honorable mentions to me is because I didn't grow up watching them. This is not discrediting any part of their history. And one of these still fights today. I had the Fabulous Freebirds. Cool. And the Von Erics, because without one or the other, they don't work. Without without the no. Fabulous Freebirds, the Von Erics aren't a big thing. Without True. the Von Erics, the Fabulous Freebirds aren't what they are in WCCW. That was arguably one of the biggest feuds ever, and it went on for like five years. Mm-hmm. I had the Legion of Doom Road Warriors were on my list, too. But like I said, I never grew up watching them, so that's why I did not include them in my four. Fair enough. And the last one is a group that still wrestles. They're WWE Hall of Famers, the Rock and Roll Express. Awesome. That is true. They, 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 in the independent scene, they are strong. They just lost yes. their t- championship. I remember two years before they got inducted, they were in Rockwood, Tennessee, down here at the Armory. And I thought, you know, we should have gone. Tickets were like 10 bucks. Just to see them. And for some reason, the schedule didn't work and we didn't go. And like the next night, they were announced for WWE Hall of Fame. I'm like, oh, crap. Now their ticket just went through the roof. Ah. But, I mean, there's, they can still go, and they're clearly in their 60s. Oh, yeah, and they definitely. can still go. But they were popular everywhere they went. True. I mean, I mean, for good sakes, they still have the mullets. Ah. <laughs> but... I, a lot of these groups are easily could be in some of our faction one when we do it too. True. Like the Freebirds and the Von Erics. They could easily be in the faction two groups too. Because the Von Erics, unlike the McMahons, the Von Erics are the first family of wrestling. Absolutely. Unfortunately, their name is tied with tragedy. Yeah. The, a lot of the sons did not yeah. Because I mean when it when it hit the fan, it hit it fast, hit it often. But you have any final words, gentlemen, for this podcast or a tag team Mount Rushmore? I do not. Do you, Joe? Nope. Well, nope. thank you, gentlemen. If you want to sign off, go right ahead. Right. Thank you again for listening to our tag team Mount Rushmore section of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Hopefully you enjoyed our information, our discussion-filled podcast about our tag teams who are on our Mount Rushmore. This list included some old, some new, some in-between, and some of the greatest tag teams of all time, and some of the most underrated ones. 
So I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed our podcast. Go check out the other ones on this podcast. We have many, many different episodes for you to choose from. Thank you again for listening to When the Bell Tolls a Big Cuz. And always remember, when that bell tolls, I hope you enjoy it.